There's a there's what? a whole tier. Plus, who were they? Who were they aiming it towards? Uh, kids. Yeah. It was PG. Yeah, yeah. It was written to not be, but then it got like shuffled around. Yeah. Because Batman Dogs. Returns did not sell McDonald's toys properly. What? Did they have McDonald's toys? Mm-hmm. Were they good? Uh, Catwoman's got a whip and Penguin's in a little car, I think. <laughs> Macron McDonald's. To- oh, back- McDonald's toys used to have pretty good toys. They used to kick ass. Alright. Alright, ready? I'm already recording. Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast getting really suspicious that all the Miss Universes are on Earth so far. My name is Toby Napola, and this week we are toe-dipping into something I've been putting off talking about on the podcast, DC's future state. Uh, we will get into why I've been trying to dance around it, but to give a quick explanation of what future state is, I'll be taking an excerpt from all the Gotham-based comments during the event. <clears throat> a multiverse has been saved from the brink of destruction. With victory comes new possibilities. As the triumph of our hero shakes loose the very fabric of time and space, from the ashes of death metal comes new life for the multiverse and a glimpse into the unwritten world of tomorrow. I like that that little paragraph is like printed like a stamp in every issue, including the back issues of all the Gotham ones. It is helpful. It reminds me of those old Power Girl ones that had her origin quickly stamped onto the front page of every issue because they were like, people will buy it for the cover, but no one knows who the fuck she is. They also do it with the Ninja Turtles too. I love that. They're just like the quick excerpt. It's all you need and it's... It helps people pick up anyway. Yeah, yeah people are like just, like, just like window shopping in like a news agency or just anything like, oh, what's this? Yeah, that's exactly why they did the Power Girl ones, because the covers were really nice. Um, yeah, so joining you and I on our little sample of Future State, uh, we have uh, producer Kyle, of course. Hello. And Bobo. Hello. Um, why I didn't want to cover the event. Uh, because this is technically a nerd education podcast, there is so much meta story and fictional history to get us into Future State, and yet once you get there, not a lot of it actually matters. Um, to get to Future State, you need Death Metal, which is a sequel to Dark Knight's Metal, neither of which I was really super interested in. And then you have DC behind closed doors with the rumours of their 5G stuff, um, the idea of aging out main heroes and replacing them in a very similar way to Marvel when they swapped out Thor for Jane Foster, made Falcon Captain America, and or um, swapped out Spider-Man for both Miles Morales and a mul- alternate dimension Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a backlash about it, and so they backed out of the idea. DC having a hard time keeping its footing um, at the moment, they decided to do Future State and test drive some of these ideas while still keeping the classics in check. Which is probably the smartest thing. I think it's a good do. idea. And, yeah, and I like it because it's timeless. Mm-hmm. But it's, no it's five years. If it work. It's a few years into the future, but it's not like grim and sad like our future's end was mm-hmm. with all that shit. But it's a good thing for them like to try a foothold. Like if it mm. sticks, it sticks, and like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's like well, it's the same as when they like dropped fifty two and didn't realize they were going to upset everybody. And then within what two years of new fifty two being a thing, they had to redo it all again anyway. Yeah. Like, you're a victim of your own canon, and there's not a lot you can do about it, because if you don't do it, then you can't do crossover events. People reading Batman are confused by what's happening in Detective. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's a difficult rope to walk, I'd imagine. Definitely. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so after Future State, if something sells well, they'll look into continuing it in other series. Um, and I think that should bring you roughly up to speed. So today we're going to take a look into... Um, uh, well, obviously, I'm a detective allegiance person. I always go with the detective comics over Batman 
because I like the noir mystery stuff more than just Batman punching everything. So we're going with Dark Detective, Future State. The Bruce Wayne book for um, people. Um, this is written by Mariko Tamaki. Uh, this woman has done work on the Joelle Jones Supergirl book, which I think Kai has sitting around. We like. Pretty. Uh, she did Lumberjanes and is also continuing with Detective after this, which I, I like that. The standard I, Detective. I, well, I'll get into it as we go, but she writes a very good Bruce and Batman. Which is very hard to do because they are two very different characters in one body. It's not even that. It, it has... Arkham City personality, the character. Oh, that's nice. He's not... He's, he's doing detective work. He's not too grim and angry, but he's also not too whimsical either. He is right in that sweet spot. He needs to find the balance of, like... Because mm. the stuff he does as Batman does have an effect on his life. Yeah. And you need to see how they do affect each other. But that's the thing. And this is a weird one, too, because... He's a detective first. Mm. Which is such a drama in detective books. It's part of the problem I've been having, like, falling off with the title. Because a lot of it is just Batman, which is different to Detective. Yeah. As dumb as that sounds. Um, yeah, the art is done by Dan Mora, who is... Uh, the artist is one of the many and complicated Power Ranger comic series artists. He's not complicated. Trying to figure out which Power Ranger issue comes after the previous one is a mess. It's like Buffy, but there's three concurrently running. Well, I'm really annoyed. Have you heard the latest Buffy thing? That there's a new one, but it's a crossover with the old. Yeah. What? They so there's they reset. No, the no, time. they reset the Buffy universe because it was getting too hard to find the books because they went out of print. You're talking about the comic, not the, the comics. Um. So Buffy that went along with the TV show, it was so hard to get issues. They went, look, we're gonna stop, and then we're gonna reset the whole universe from basically her starting high school. They've now gotten it to the point where they went, we're going to do a crossover with the old version of Buffy comics. That's so stupid. I well, told Toby we're not getting it just out of spite. Why would they It's a move to they... get old readers to come back. Because what? everyone was just like, cool, my, my comic journey has ended. I'm out. And they're like, but are you? See, the, the, why can't they of... just reprint? They, they do, um, but they... it's a convoluted shit show of it. They can. The other problem is that because it went on for so long, yeah, it's hard to keep it. It's not documented like a Marvel or a DC title. Like you've asked actual workers on the title, and they aren't sure. (laughs) The guy's in charge of it. I have have literally found one list, and that's what I buy from. And I've been buying them now for three years. Oh shit! My next note was going to be that this is, is the guy doing the art on that new Buffy run. Right. Um, yeah, I like the I way he you. does it. He's Bruce looks like Greg Pullo's Bruce, but the Batman looks like Jim Lee Batman. Yeah, he does. So he has two He does. Feet. No, it's, it's just a weird thing. When I'm reading it, I'm like, this looks very Capullo. And then, like, the moment when he puts on the cowl, I'm like, what the fuck? He's Jim Lee now. Nice. It's, it's, it's cool. I like it. Um, the colors are beautiful, so a quick shout out to the colorist, Geordie Ballet. It's one of those. Cool name. It's one of those post zero year Batman books where it's like everything's either black or fluorescent. We like those. Um, which I feel like was inspired by the original animated series because the backgrounds in that were originally on black paper, and then they were painted with incandescent paint. 
I love the color palette of it. It's gorgeous. It is. Just like those, like, even like you look at the covers, just like those bright pinks mm. and just that neon. It's look. very catchy. It is. It is. It's nice. Um, so the tale of Dark Detective begins um, for us with news. As a bulldozer tears up graves um, to use the old cemetery land for future product, projects. So, uh, we are informed that Bruce Wayne is dead. Who tells us this? Uh, Bruce Wayne. We see Bruce watching the graves being torn up against a futuristic Gotham backdrop. It's very Batman Beyond looking too, which I appreciate, of course. Um, while he is there, we are taken to the first piece of the flashbacks. Uh, we are slowly fed a bunch of them as the story moves forward. Um, it's a it's a month in the past in this future. Yeah. Right? <laughs> which makes more sense reading it. Uh, Bruce is targeted by Peacekeeper number one, who is going to be a main villain throughout Future State. Um, there is a lot to uncover just in that sentence. So while he's putting on his Batman cowl to anonymously get surgery for a bullet wound in a shady medical lab, I'm going to fill in some blanks. Step one, uh, peacekeeper number one is a peacekeeper. Step two, peacekeepers are a ruthless squad of future SWAT police placed in Gotham City by order of the magistrate to remove the quote-unquote masks. Um, they look a bit like Arkham Knight without the pointy ears. Step three, the magistrate is a mystery man at the top who isn't revealed in this story but is running the police force in this Gotham. He also shares a name with a Sandman Slim villain, which is very distracting. Pulls me out of the book a little bit. That's that's my problem. Yeah. Step four. Um, ever notice how I was calling him Bruce Wayne and not Batman when he was being targeted? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, they know his identity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they think he's dead now, and he's on the run without any of his normal financial advantages. Right now, he can barely afford a coffee, which is where we leave the flashback to sit down and get said coffee. I do like a good coffee. I like that that he's left with nothing. Mm. I feel like it makes him more... It makes him vulnerable, that's for sure. Yeah, it makes him vulnerable, but it, I don't know. It even brings you even closer to, like, um, can he be can more relatable. I like that he can be a Batman without the money. Yeah, it's... Because you've got all those people being like, oh, he's embezzling the Wayne fortune. It's like, no, he has his own personal fucking fortune separate to... The company, yeah. because he's a rich guy. Yeah. Like, the, like the family paid. was rich before they mm. had Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, you know, even like the suit that he like wears, are like it's like it's like sleeves. It's like a yeah, I, I didn't jot it down, but this is one of my more preferred recent apocalyptic bat suits. You have the it's- Justice League one with the goggles, which I didn't really like. And then you've got the, um, it turned out to be the one from the Fortnite crossover, no. which I didn't particularly like either, mm-hmm. even though this is very similar. He reminds me of like a Wolverine. He looks a little bit like he did in Zero Year, because that was a short-sleeved Batman suit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the coffee shop, a woman talks to Bruce without knowing who he is, just small talking. Uh, saying, like, I like her, her theory that first Batman dies and then Bruce Wayne dies. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I wonder who it'll be next, because celebrities usually, usually die in threes. Um, so they believed they killed Bruce... Announced his death and then Batman separately, which which a is nice of them, but also means um, that they're trying to keep his secret, mm. which is odd. I mean, at this stage, if both of them are dead, it doesn't really give them anything to link them. They didn't kill Batman; they killed Bruce and then said Why? both were dead, but separate. Why did they kill? That's they, what I'm saying. It also gives they, them two kills for the price of one. They're just bragging about Bruce, productiveness. Did they know Bruce was the Batman? Why yeah. Did they, why did they kill Bruce? They went after him because he is a mask. He's a superhero. How did his identity? It's like the crackdown that we don't see in the Incredibles movie. You know what I mean? How was it revealed? How did they find out it was him? 
Because he seems like he covers his tracks so well. It doesn't get super revealed in this. Um, that's nice. And that's, I think that's good if it's it, it adds a lot of mystery because, again, if it's, sold, if, it, if it's a good selling book, they can play with that mystery, yeah. which they currently are. The normal detective run does have an early piece keeper number one in it, and we will see where that leads currently. It's the most up-to-date thing I've ever said on this podcast of outdated books. And that's the thing, like, you know, having that little bit of they can play with it in multiple stories, Mm. that's got to be, like, the most helpful thing to them. And I like this one, too, because it's made to do that. Like, when they were trying to prevent Kingdom Come from happening, like, four or five years later in a title, I was like, ugh, it's, it's kind of in bad taste, honestly. Yeah. But this is designed to do that stuff. Um, I like the city, like when Bruce is sort of monologuing and walking through whatever Gotham City's Times Square knockoff would be called. It's very Cyberpunk 2077, I reckon. It is. Or at least what 2077 wanted to be. Because <laughs> there's like crowds in this. And none of the cars are standing upright? They're from their headlights? <laughs> and that green motorbike that goes over the top of my car for no like, reason, no one on it. I like the future, like how they've actually built it. Like there are no cars here. Like with like the cityscape, it's like just so busy. Like we are just You're so right, because he's got like, he's got his bat motorbike later on, but you're right, there's no there's not a lot of cars in it. It feels like it's almost like Tokyo, like just mm. like where it's just like there's so it's many all public people. transport. Yeah, we just got mm. yeah, so many weird. people. That's a good call, you're right. Um yeah, um, He's in a dark little alley to the side, and then he hears a man crying for help, and it's when he's beating some muggers' ass when I first notice something. His belt. Yeah. At first glance, what can you tell me about that belt? The belt here. It looks like a mixture between the older star, like just with the pockets. Like he's got larger pockets. I can tell by the buckle specifically, it is the Nolanverse utility belt. Really? Yes. Toby has this weird thing that he can do. He Look, can take a teeny tiny detail, like when an anime woman says one word. Shut up about my voice acting and recognition. And then knows exactly every character she has ever played in every other role. So bad. I'm not surprised he can look at a belt buckle and know which Batman it comes off. There's on. several Nolan points in this. Why are they inspired um, in that time zone? Time zone in that Times Square section. He's pretty much stealing the "you live long enough to become the villain" quote. But and he's got the belt, but he's he's wearing a Batman utility belt. Um. And I mean, if you have the technology. yeah, his his pants are pretty padded in certain points as well. So once the Peacekeeper drones. Sh- you know, they float on in to break up the fight. He takes off putting his mask on and tearing off his shitty $10 Woolworths hoodie. Um, yeah, we've had some bad dystopian suits recently. I like this one. I like the symbol. It's just spray painted onto just it, loose body armor. Yeah. He, do- he doesn't look like... The, the, his suit doesn't look like it's armor, though. It no. looks like it's slight, like a bulletproof vest, but that's it. It I looks very cheap. You're, you're, you're probably... It's probably flexible. Mm. Yeah. You're more of a newer school yeah. fan of the Batman stuff. How do you feel about the armor? Like, I like, like it. What's your system on that? It feels like more... It, it oh, I don't mean more... the one you're seeing here. Do you like an armored Batman, or do you like a spandex, probably going to get shot kind of Batman? I, don't, I like... I think I like an armored Batman. Mm. I don't like... 
I don't like it when he's like big and like just chunking down from his arm. I like his ability to be able to move. Mm. Like he's quick. I, I don't know. Like kind of like I like the Nolan Batman. Okay. Oh well. No, because there, there's there was yeah. one version that I. I'm not gonna judge you on that. No, no that's all right. no, that, that's why I'm, I'm curious because you have like yeah. some almost Iron Man suit, Batman suits. What's your favorite? But you've suit? also got ones where it's just wearing like a gray fucking sweater with a sticker on it. What's your favorite suit? I like the original Arkham one because it still has the underwear on the yeah, outside. Yeah, I think if I was... Which a, is like a stupid detail that I like to keep at this point. That, that's what I was like. That's the good mixture mm. because I kind of like... I don't know. Because there was... I don't remember the book and I'm sorry I can't credit it, but there was one where it... Imp- it didn't imply it fucking showed that he's wearing like ballistic armor. He's got like a harness strap to explain how he can grapple without just ripping his shoulder out every time. Um, and all the communication devices and shit are, like, put on. And then there's a coat of the spandex bat suit over the top of all that shit. So he looks like just a mere man who can do all this wild shit. So it hits both. Yeah. And I love that one. I, I, I like my Batman to be more suited than my Nightwing. Mm. Nightwing needs less armor well, to he, be Nightwing. He's, he's very like acrobatic, so he needs movement. Arkham City, I like these armor how it was just, like, had those, like, uh... It was just flexible. Like, it was chunks of... It was, like, laid, mm. but his chest would actually move with him. Oh, yeah. The Arkham Knight one had, like, springs built into its yeah. emblem. So, like, he was super yeah, flexible, was cool, but though. it was, like... Yeah. But I like this, like, where his arms are showing. It seems like he's, like, I don't know, more like a, a street fighter. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, and he's definitely... He's a bit more on the grand gritty in this book, but not in, like, the overly and it does, and, like, Frank Miller this, kind of way. He's just, like, a scrapper. Even yeah, the spray it's, paint. Um, mm. it's very... He built this with like he built it. You arrow. can see from like the spray yeah. paint and stuff it's like that. It's very arrow. Yeah, he built it with like a suitcase full of bat gear and like a Lowe's hardware voucher. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Batman is on the run from these drones. Uh, he's still injured from quote unquote dying earlier and is clipped on the calf by another shot. Um. And this is a Batman on the back foot, which I always personally like as a Batman I don't like it invincible perfect already knows the answer Batman is kind of it's boring I do not want to but he doesn't I don't want to Rick and Morty Rick Batman he shouldn't he's human he needs to make mistakes too that's that's right that's exactly right like even him like he's he's tired yeah (laughs) he's having a long day he's been shot it's good um he climbs up buildings grapples down the other side of him trying to evade the cameras on these on this drone army he isn't at his best and that's okay we catch a glimpse of Peacemaker number one watching the footage that they did gather of him before he's properly skedaddled. Mm-hmm. So they now know that he's still alive. And we know Wayne Enterprise Tech is part of the groundwork used in the magistrate system. Um, and they know that Batman has nothing but time to undermine and destroy their tyranny, which is good and bad. I feel like we see this template a lot in recent comics. Um, someone going further than Batman or Bruce Wayne to quote unquote save the city. Yeah. Like, I liked this little adventure and it's, it's fun, but I feel like I've seen it a lot recently and I do want more strange stories and mysteries in my detective issues. That's personal preference. Like, um, and then we have the back issue, the, the second half of the book, which, um, the over second half of the book. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, These aren't. This is kind of why Kyra isn't going over the Wonder Girl stuff this week, because the little back portion stories in this are longer than the fucking story. <laughs> My god. Um, 
guess yeah. that's a way to get it out, like to get people actually like, oh, I bought the book, I might as well read this. I like them because they give you a chance to experiment with characters that aren't the headline. Like yeah. a lot of question issues were tucked into the back of Green Arrow mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Shazam, the the literal Shazam movie, that entire plot was taken from the like the last few back pages of the first year of New Fifty Two's um, Justice League. Like it was just there if you wanted it. Have you noticed that we don't get? I don't know if it's just me, but mm. the advertisements have changed over the years with comic books. Remember how you used to get like really weird advertisements in books? Yeah, I, a lot of my old detectives have like the little cutouts for the X-ray glasses and the you will learn karate and all yeah. that sort of shit. The most baffling one to me was a cross promotion where in my Batman books there is an ad for like the first appearance of Venom because Marvel and DC weren't at odds at the time. <laughs> So I guess they booked each other's comics. Isn't that, fucking, that one fucking blew me away. And I also like, oh, this upcoming new thing no one's ever heard of. I hope it's okay. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's cool. I like all the ones where it's like, this thing's coming soon. I'm like, that has been a pop culture staple for like 30 fucking years. Um, yep. Yeah, so this, this back issue is a grifter story. So I'm, um, eh, I'm not much of a fan of the character. It begins with him being a charming troublemaker without much charm. He's not, he's, he's just not my character. But as the adventure plays out, we get more of an explanation on the current Gotham City. So I do like it for that. There's got a good world building. The magistrate is arrested in masks, as, as we know with Batman. Grifter is apprehended and finds himself captured with Luke Fox. Um, I did have to do some quick Googling yeah. to check. Tim Fox is the next Batman. The brother. Ah, the brother, right. okay? Oh, as, so, he, as, so he has a brother. Well, here's the problem with Lucius what? Fox. is because he was such an ancillary character that no one really... Knew a lot about. No one was really paying attention. So they've like misprinted back in the day, like some of his like children's names. So now he's got like a daughter and yeah, two he a, sons. He has a daughter in the, um, in Rebirth, doesn't he? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think she was, um, pretty much the Alfred for Batwoman. Yeah. 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 Um, someone couldn't remember what his kid's name was. So like just did a different name and now he's got two kids. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yep, so this is Luke, as opposed to Tim, who is the Batman. Uh, uh, this is the one that was Batwing. Mm. You know, the really metal suit with the blue. Um, they strike a deal and commence to jailbreak. Issue 1 ends with them escaping the Peacekeepers. Um, a rogue gang is after Grifter as well, um, and they break into the home of Helena Bertinelli, the Huntress. Um, you'll have to jump across to Issue 3, because I'm just going to run through this Grifter stuff. To Issue 3... Oh, okay. So, so like I said, the back issue bit gets convoluted because the odd numbers are Grifter and the even numbers are Red Hood ones. Yay! God fuck damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be in the back of this one, but also halfway through because it's not just the back. Yeah, I got there a little bit go. lost too. There it is. <laughs> um, how do you feel about her night vision goggles? They're very she looks, big. She looks like an owl. She looks very surprised. I'm glad she takes it off at a certain point. It looks very odd. Um, yeah, well, on the Grifter beat, I'll just continue with it. It continues to issue three. Um, not much of a backstory, as, again, it is longer than the detective portion of the issue. I think Huntress's night vision style mask is nasty looking. It's got big, silly eyes. Looks almost like a like a color-inverted googly eye system. I love good googly I feel like in this, in this future, it would be slightly better. I mean, yeah, they're night vision because she's in a dark apartment. Um, and then once she ditches it, she goes back to her normal outfit. Um, 
Where am I here? Here we go. Accepting one of the... She decides to help out because they offer her one of the little red credit cards, which I ended up loving as I was reading it. Because they're passing this credit card around as, like, bribery money. So the much? entire two-part. What's how yeah. much is on the credit card? It depends. <laughs> depends on if they're lying to someone or if uh, Luke is having to bump up numbers to get Huntress involved at all. It It's loose, but I like that it's the same card getting passed back and forth constantly. It's like a weird MacGuffin almost. Nice. Um, yeah, the Peacekeepers move in on them, so they have to have a little motorcycle chase through Gotham. Very explosion-y, but the colours and art are nice to look at. Speaking of which, uh, I should probably credit because they're not the main storytellers and artists because it's a little section. Yeah, yeah. Um, the colorist who did a good job on this one is Antonio Falbella. Art is by Carmine D. Giandomenico. Yeah. And the story was written by Matthew Rosenberg. All right. After they do the bike chase and I credit some people who made the issue, Huntress Grifter and Luke Fox get to another safe house by the old docks. Once they get a second to catch their breath, that gang from earlier shows up for Grifter. The bribe card is passed once more to the gang leader to settle Grifter's debts, and shortly without warning, the peacekeepers ambush everyone again. Turns out Luke is a piece of shit in this future state, and this was all his plan to get Huntress captured for the peacekeepers. Grifter isn't worth anything, he was mostly just bait to get her to show up. Mm. Rude. So Luke lets him go, because he doesn't matter, for a while. Until he comes back to save Huntress, he does it by pistol whipping her and dumping her body into an autopilot in Submarine, which feels very grifter to hit a woman. <laughs> but that's just my bias. I don't really like him. I don't like his bandana that he wears over his face. Which is weird seeing as for, you know, that thing we don't talk about, you bought a whole lot of bandanas to wear over your face. So I wanted to look like a train robot. Um, yeah, they arrest him instead of her, and that's, that's the end. Again, I don't give a rat's ass about grifter. Aside from his zero-year issue, I have not really spent any time with him. So if you want to sell me on the character, tell me his Batman Year One equivalent, you know, his really good book, mm. let us know at schoolforwaywardnerds at gmail.com. Um, yeah, it's not bad, though. It shows us how far the magistrate and his soldiers are willing to go to capture people in masks. Uh, and in the series that continues out of this, it has some seeds planted. Like, it can play with a lot of the things in this stuff. Um, yeah, like we know Luke is gonna, characters. yeah, we know Luke is gonna sell us out at some point, um, which will result in things, I'd imagine. Uh, with you know, especially given that his brother is the next Batman in the other future state book, we also have Huntress currently safe and probably not gonna stay out of the game for too long, you know, what she's like of all people. Um, yeah, and for that and the silly credit card bit, I give it a thumbs up, it's not bad. I just don't like Grifter as a character. Hmm. But yeah, I do. In- With this, they might be working on him, too. Yeah, he might show up in Future State Gotham. Is there plans to give him his own line, his own? Man he's line? he's had it before in the New Fifty Two, and he was in Wildstorm, a, so, so as, they, as a little side project that Jim Lee had for a while. So they could be giving him something soon. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's not that unpopular of a guy. He's one of those little side dudes, like um Midnighter. Hmm. And the son boyfriend he has, but I don't remember his name. Some sort of solar-powered fella. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong person at this table. Look, I know Midnighter is good because he's one of those examples of really well LGBTQ characters that we get in DC, as opposed to a lot of the like weird ham-fisted ones. He's one of the genuine ones, like Batwoman. Mm-hmm. And I like him for that. Just can't remember his, his um, partner's name. Doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> 
Just look up Midnight at and and see what autocorrects for me. All right, back to Dark Detective. Uh, you'll, yeah, you got issue two. You issue yep. two. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so dark, the Dark Knight. Apollo. Apollo. Fuck, of course. It's a sun-related thing. Ah, oh, I like those two. They're fun. Because the, it goes Midnighter and Apollo, Midnighter and Midnighter and Nightwing. Yeah, they had Midnighter a crossover for a bit. Wedding. Again, Midnighter crossovers are mostly to promote the other guys. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. That's why Wolverine is in all the Avenger books, so people will read them. Um, yep, Dark Knight is stalking some crooks in hopes that the Magistrate will send some of his cybers to intervene. The cybers are like just human-shaped drones for the most part. They resemble a mixture of Iron Man and, ironically, Kaya, the robots that Batman himself make um, in the uh, S-tier DC comic book Kingdom Come. Just an irony to me that he's dealing with this as a problem right they, now. They do look like just like beefy Iron Man. Yeah, especially with the fucking palm laser. That and like that big... is so clearly an Iron Man move. Um, yeah, so while he's dealing with that, we jump into some more flashbacks to what happened. As Bruce Wayne running from Peacemaker, or Peacekeeper, number one, sorry, uh, with that bullet in his belly. You remember that from earlier. Um, he's still on the run here, throwing an explosive battering that doesn't go off as he runs out of place to go and ends up on an old dock. Um, Kaya, mm-hmm. do you remember the Vat of Acid episode of Rick and Morty? I do. Have you seen the Vat of Acid Not episode in a long of Rick time, and Morty? But I would have, yeah. This is that. <laughs> Bruce dives into the water. Bullets zoom through the sea beside him. As Bruce sinks, he sees something, Kaya. Of all fucking things, a John Doe, a dead man caught on the bottom of the of the Gotham River, wearing his exact outfit and haircut. Well, isn't that helpful? Isn't that helpful? He just lodges it and it floats to the surface. And before Peacekeeper Number One can really check to see if the body is the right body, the battering from before sets off and blows him from the dock. The fucking dumbest coincidence I've ever seen in comics. <laughs> that that's stupid. But yeah, it's the vat of acid, but an accident. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> what are we doing here? Because at first I'm like, is this him like having a hallucination of his own fate? And then he's going to like do something cool and Batman-y to escape? It's like, oh, no, that's just a convenient dead guy. Yeah. Wearing the same clothes yeah. as me. <laughs> and his fucking hair doing everything. Wow, this is exactly my doppelganger. Weird to find him at the bottom of a lake. Oh, well. Yeah. So where they hang out. Yeah, so Bruce hides near the dock for a little bit until his compulsion to do Batman shit makes him stand up. Again, key character motives and MOs and stuff. I love that. Like, he's like, oh, I've been shot. I think I'm dying. And then he sits there for, like, I don't know, five panels. So anywhere between, you know, a minute to an hour. And he goes, they knew I was Batman. Fuck, all right. And he's just kind of like, no, now I've got to investigate this. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. It's, I, like, I love that. I love it shows he's just exhausted. Like, but yeah, but his compulsion is enough to push him forward. And I fucking that's that's. Dude, mm, I wish I had that motivation. <laughs> that is that is Batman <laughs> shit right there. I love it. Um, yeah, he he's not going to sit down for a couple minutes to die, you know, before he has to be the I am the knight again. You know, this Batman would never take eight fucking years off because of that Rachel bitch died. No, this Batman will abandon his Bruce Wayne identity to keep Bruce and Batman separate and march forward without the help of the Wayne fortune. This Batman will rent a room from Noah. Oh my goodness, Noah. Kyle. Noah. So Bruce, 
under the um, alias of Jeff, is paying uh, in physical cash to live in Noah's basement. Why Noah? Because he it's he owns the only house left that we know of as a house. Gotham City is digitized, like you know, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, it's almost like a hive city. Yes, sir. Every apartment has a key card and a fingerprint system and all that bullshit and surveillance out the wazoo. So, oh, is is Noah the kid with the basement? He is the conspiracy theorist man living in a brick house with physical keys and has a basement. Yeah, but but remember when Batman gets like beat up in? You're talking Batman in my basement? No, yeah. we're not talking about Batman in my basement. But Batman is in Noah's basement. No, you know what? I respect that episode as being so bad they made Paul Dini come back. As a permanent staple and fucking built the best Batman in human history. I'm just saying. <laughs> it sounds but, a lot like no, this, has Batman in his No, this basement. is a lunatic with a beard who won't drink tap water because the aliens are poisoning him. Yeah, he says tap water is poisoned. No phones. It's got, it's got mind control in the, in the no, water, bro. No cell. <laughs> fucking love Noah. I'd rather just see Noah's dad. Like, that would be my back issue instead of Grifter. It's just Noah just living. <laughs> Can water is what he's drinking. Yeah. So, so, so all the um, all the fingerprints and key card systems and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it all comes off the groundwork of Wayne Enterprises, but it's all ran by NeoCorp, PlexiTech, and DraftTech, all of which are suspect to be feeding into the magistrate. So that's why Bruce can't risk any of that shit. Is there no. a year this is set? Like, have they mentioned when Future mm, State? I don't know because <laughs> I don't think it'd be twenty ninety nine. Like well, it would, I reckon it's before twenty nine. It wouldn't be after. It, it's it's not up to like a Batman Beyond future. I was assuming maybe five years, but then I see this Gotham and I'm like, oh, well, that's a bigger jump than that. I don't, I don't know. It's vague. I or think. is it just alternate, just alternate universe? Well, like it said in my bit that I titled and made bold, it's just a glimpse into the unwritten worlds of tomorrow. That's good. That is vague as fuck. But it also is twenty twenty five. All right, sick. Yeah. It is it all it is nice and freeing for the guys writing these little mini series to put it wherever the fuck they want though. Yeah, it's really hard when you're trying to guess like what the future's like. Yeah. But I don't think they really care. I like this cyberpunk inspired feel. Like when would they when did mm. they start like actually writing this too? Because everything That was this year. Yeah. Or it might have been end of last year. Um It's kind of most people think that it's about five years, but it could be like they leave it vague for the sake of freedom. Yeah. They're like, it's somewhere about five years. Um, yeah, so Jeff is living with crazy old Noah, who is certain aliens are tracking him, listening to their mobile phones and stuff. So <clears throat> this house doesn't have any mobile phones or anything like that. It's a good safe house for a Bruce Wayne to be doing what he's doing. It's good technology, Probably the man. only place that they should probably look is the one house where he's off the grid. Yeah, it's the one off the grid place. Yeah, ah, but Bruce is mm. fancy boy. Fancy boy needs fancy hats. Now, Bo is being intelligent, and we will see. We will see all about that very shortly. Um, Yep, so Noah tells us aliens are putting mind control chemicals in the tap water, and his daughter will bring bottled water by later. Uh, Bruce and or Jeff go into their little basement area of the house to deconstruct and analyze the parts of the cyber that he took with him. Um, Kyle, just I want to run, like, semantic bullshit over here. Okay. Uh, DC Comics has aliens already. How does Noah feel about them? Like, is he mad about Martian Manhunter? Does he hate Starfire? Is he fucking really mad about Superman? Yeah, he probably like, wait, how does he live in that universe hating and fearing the alien conspiracy? I don't think he hates Superman. Like, is I he... I think Superman, Superman is gets away with it because he's a dude-looking like, dude. 
Exactly. But is he worried like Green Lantern's killer wog is literally messing with his tap water? Yeah. Imagine having to deal with conspiracy nuts in a world that's already confirmed have that we shit had anyway. Aliens, like, have we had those green Martians? We would have. Well, had we have Martian Manhunter, no, who is like that. But then he, he, his sort of villain for the most part is white Martians, which uh, I'm gonna. Just, they do it really well in Supergirl. I'm just gonna be fucking blunt here. Picture the green Martians as Jews and the white Martians as the other guy. Mm. And that is the exact allegory they're going with. And those are the Martians that Noah probably doesn't like dealing with. The kind of Nazi ones. Um, I do like the drawings he has in his kitchen because they're a little bit Mars Attacks alien. They're not like any DC alien. Now that I'm thinking on it, though, Mm. he probably doesn't like Superman. For the reason that Martian Manhunter can be a man. Ooh. So he probably thinks that Superman is just covering up the fact Maybe. that he is actually a three-eyed alien. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Batman is following the money. Uh, and he stalks, like, Plexitech's CEO, Carl Bennington. Uh, these are the folk making ballistics and armor for those cybers and peacekeepers. Batman mentions none of the companies existing before Joker War... Uh, this was a previous big old Batman event in which Joker became CEO of Wayne Enterprises. Uh, this was right before Future State, actually. So if he's involved in their tech going to these companies um, to kick off the magistrate, we don't find out, which is good. It's nice to have a big Batman adventure that doesn't revolve around Joker for a change. Get a lot of them. Um, Batman attempts to break into Plexitech Tower to do some digging around and has to retreat when a huge swarm of tiny drones show up. Mm-hmm. He manages to capture one. Um, he breaks it and skedaddles to examine it. And what he finds is no good. Um, they are made from fancy Wayne Tech cameras, and they might know. Uh, they might be how the magistrate knows the identities of the masks, because it's literally the we have eyes and ears everywhere reveal of the book. Yep. Which is how the issue ends for Batman. Um, but merely begins for Red Hood. Again, backstory larger than the main event. Great. And I, and I love the. I love looking at Bruce Wayne slowly becoming paranoid in this because he's kind of, he's so on the back foot and he's following the money and he's dealing with like shell companies and stuff. He's very tinfoil hat in this. Well, so look who he's, look who he's with. Yeah, that, that guy's a bad influence on Bruce Wayne. He's wearing like socks and thumbs. I like how they've like... Dual- That's your problem with conspiracy theory knowers he's wearing socks and sandals. Yeah, but, but even like yes, socks and flip flops for the uh, American viewers. Oh yeah, of but, course. Like, but not actual thongs. <laughs> no, but I just liked how they build like, the scene, just like as this like paranoid. Yeah, and and it's done well because he's downstairs going, oh fuck, these literally can record and probably have been recording everyone in Gotham for God knows how long. And while that paranoia is hitting him, Noah decides that the TV has mind control technology in it and is smashing that upstairs. Depends if it's Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, written by Joshua Williamson, art by mm, Giannis Milono Giannis. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jason Todd wakes up to a notification. Vigilante has been found. Uh, that wasn't bad grammar. There is a vigilante in DC Comics called Vigilante. First appeared in the early 80s, but was also an old cowboy version way back in the day as well. At any rate, Red Hood is a bounty hunter for the magistrate in this in this timeline. Um, it jumps straight into another bike chase scene, which is short-lived. Vigilante is dumped on the desk in Peacekeeper HQ. 
Um, and he calls Red Hood a fucking traitor and claims that Batman lives, which is a quote we see a lot in this little side story. I love the Batman lives, which is, again, another kind of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Uh, while there, another mask alert is put out, and it's the Red Hood gang. Uh, they're stealing from the rich and giving to impoverished areas of Gotham. But, again, wearing masks, so it's very illegal. I have to have a drink. Go for it. You're really quite talking fastly. I have so much shit to cover, right? <laughs> am, I, am I still in issue two? Yes, yes. Yeah, see? Yeah. Cut me some slack, all right? I'm not aiming for a two-party here. You might end up with one. No, damn it. Red Hood. <laughs> I've got to go faster. Speak faster! All right. Red Hood goes to the area where they abandoned the food truck that they stopped, and he stops to have a drink nearby. Um, he has enemies being a fucking mask hunter in this day and age. You would get that. So before a bar fight can break out, Rose Wilson shows up to pummel a few of the patrons. Um, the two have a strange relationship in this reality. Um, for those out of the loop, uh, Rose is Deathstroke's daughter. Uh, pretty much same outfit for the most part. She wants to um, she she wants Red Hood to just kill the masks instead of bringing them in alive. Um, but you know he, he's he he's still naturally a Batman boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she also points out that he's out drinking instead of working. And Yeah, and he's, she's like, do you know Betty's daddy? You have to steal from your daddy. Batman wasn't my dad. <laughs> he's not my fucking dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the same time, I like how much his time with Batman has helped him become, like, good at his job. He's just, he got a good moral compass. Yeah. It's not even that. Like, he's switched, he's very switched on in this version. He's in that bar. Because it and the soup kitchen near the abandoned supply truck are the only places the red um, that haven't been vandalized by, you know, criminals and shitheads. And that yeah. would be a sign of respect. Nice. So it's probably where all that um, supply truck stuff is getting shipped out into the community through. Mm. Right? See? See? He's very smart. Um, and this is, pro- yeah, it's probably where the Red Hood gang are doing their thing. They've got their little bar hideout, and they're sending all their food out through the soup kitchen. Um, he redials one of those dudes that Rose bust up, like redials on his phone, and tracks the number into the soup kitchen, finding a guy in a classic killing jerk Red Hood outfit, which leads to another of my soapboxes. The tall Red Hood helmet mistake. Mm. What the fuck? It looks like a fucking thumb thumb from Spy Kids. I, oh, they're the worst. So there's... An old evil Jason Todd version and the killing, the classic killing joke, Red Hood helmet. They're about the same size as this one, but they go to the shoulder. Yeah. They come all the way down. These I mean, ones, it makes sense because it's like would rest on your shoulders. Yeah, these ones stop at the nose, but they're the same length. So Wait, everyone's got just, a really long noggin. He just hasn't pulled it down all the way. I hate it. They've been looking <laughs> foolish since New 52, man. It's another shit costume design next to Raven's Feathers. And the conservative power girl. And Hawley Quinn. Which I wrote down and was proud of. Uh, her jumpsuit was cool. Why, why, why change it? What are you doing? so much tech in it, too. Mm. And I, I like, um, speaking of like costume choices and tech, I like the way Red Hood's like logo just glows in his costume. He's made out of glow sticks, and I respect the fuck out of that. We like people who glow stick in this house. Apparently. Yep, Red Hood tries to get to this um, Red Hood gang guy before Ravager. Uh, I should probably mention that's Rose Wilson's uh, character name. Um, she does, unfortunately, and as I said, she's more 
she doesn't really bring people in alive. So he's cut in half. Yeah. As we know from our comic knowledge, um, the Red Hood... Uh, I don't know if Bo knows this, but the Red Hood worn... It's usually worn by a stooge in yeah. the game. It's, it's, it's a fall guy. It's a fall guy. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to look like the main one of the group and is targeted so the actual goons can escape, which is why the Joker in Killing Joke was Falls knocked into, into the, the vat of acid while the dude's organizing the heist skedaddle. I don't think they ever get revenge on. But, it, yeah, it's, it's like a false target. And, obviously, Red Hood would know this, but... Ravager doesn't, so she cuts the poor dude in half yeah. for shipping food to poor people. Yay! Yeah. Um. So this this dead man is not a villain or not anyone in particular. Um. But the difference here is the hood itself. Um. Aside from being dumb looking and long, it's also filled with Mad Hatter technology. Um. Kai, what does that tell you? That he's mind controlled. He's not doing it himself. Not at all. Um, so they go to Mad Hatter's last known hideout, a Wonderland-themed putt-putt course. Ravager quotes Wizard of Oz instead of Alice in Wonderland, and that hurts me deep in my Oz apologist's, like, stomach. Um, she, her excuse is, I was trained to be a killer as a child, I didn't really watch a lot of movies. But still, after my Oz obsession last month, it's, you know, oof, come on now. Alice, Alice ain't nothing. Is that, is that going to be your next book series? Nah, because I've already read that and it sucks. You know what You know what? Alice in Wonderland is? Girl falls asleep during class, wakes up, tells her like older sister about her dream and then they go home. Fuck off with that shit. That's nothing. So you haven't read um, Through the Looking Glass? Nah, I've already finished. I don't care if Scarlett Johansson was the person narrating the story. I mean, um, at any rate, Mad Hat is dead. Oh, no. I don't know if you could tell. He's, like, very dead. Like, pirate skeleton holding the treasure chest level dead. Oh, no. With the bullet through the head. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a clue, because he's dead. <laughs> this oh. man is dead. Um, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if you can tell, but this one dead. The, um, the cliffhanger in this issue is another mask notification pops up for Red Hood. I don't know. What will happen next? We will cut back to that after a little bit more Dark Detective. Um, issue three. Fuck me. Remember how Batman was stalking that Carl Pennington, the CEO guy? Yep. All right. He must have been declared a liability because he's dead. Oh, no. He has been dead now. Um, the timing makes it clear that Batman is probably on the right track here. So he goes out to get more drones to mess around with and analyze. Um, while doing that, he eventually is attacked by more of the big scary drones with the guns and such. Uh, he escapes only to run into, uh, Batman. Um, the next Batman, the other guy, oh. the current Batman in this run. What? Yeah, um, like Bruce knows it's about the symbol, not the man. So, you know, it's good that there's still a Batman around, even though he's quote unquote dead. It's just weird for him to be the other guy this time around. And that is so weird, isn't it? And you've got and I like. So how did he inherit that that suit? Like I'm assuming because he's Lucius Fox's kid, he's got a lot of um. He, he just went and walked into what, he Daddy's just said, office and Daddy, can I use the suit? Look, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't read those ones yet. I got him sitting there ready to go. But I mean, Batwing is his brother. Also, he why Lucius Fox is doing a lot of the tech stuff. Why? Lucius also he, he probably. Might admit, 
he would have made a suit so that when Bruce did die, they could send Batman out. Well, it specifically so covers the mouth, so it could together. be anyone. Yeah, like. Well, also, like, wouldn't Bruce tell Lucius that he's alive? No, because he wouldn't. Risk he is Lucius. not risking that Bruce is alive, especially because Wayne Enterprises is funneling into all these other companies, so he can't go back even if he wanted to. No, but he would like let Lucius know because that's where he gets. That is his like. You'd think as yeah, like a he friend, would... he would tell him, but he's going so off the grid but in this title. Thing. Bruce wouldn't put anyone at danger. Hmm. He, he would just be like, I will assume... Oh, especially after what happened to him in my Wouldn't Telltale games. Oh, he goes, I'll assume that Spoiler Dick will work it out. Yeah, I, 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 Lucius Fox died on my, in my safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't tell Lucius because he wouldn't risk him being in the middle of Wayne Enterprises with that information. Um, and he knows if he tells Thompson, she would just beat him raw. <laughs> yeah, Leslie hates this shit. Leslie would just be like, and deaf. Tompkins. But what about... Oh, Tompkins, sorry. Do they know... I, mean, the Batman. I, try, I tried as close as I could. Do they know? I'm not sure. This is... Because I haven't read the next Batman part yet, this is this is all I know. This awkward conversation where he's like, you shouldn't be here. Like, you shouldn't be impersonating a Batman. It's dangerous. And Bruce is kind of like, I know. And I'm thinking the same thing. But you look a lot more like Batman. Well, I'm in a trench coat and a mask. Surely so, Batman uh, would be in that fight too. I can't tell you not to do what you're doing, but I want to. I also like how much taller Tim Fox is. <laughs> I like it. I like an underdog Batman. I like when he's kind of shorter than some of the guys. I wonder now who then. would win in a fight between them. It depends I don't know. what kind of uh, tech Tim's got hidden. He looks fucking ripped in that one where he's wearing the turtleneck on the cover. Is he with the tech? Because like this Batman, he might not be at all. His dad created it. Who do you think's testing it? Oh god, he shouldn't be taking that home to his children to test on. I bet you he fucking is. That's how we ended up with Cyborg. Hi, Dad. How was work? It was good. I built this grapple hook. I'm gonna test your shoulder strength with. (laughs) I love how open he is with with his kids though. Like he has Batman. He tells his kid, oh, yeah, I've got, I do stuff for Batman. Do, do you want to be Batwing for a bit? He's really open, like, trusting mm. his kids. I, I, know, I know that you guys, you know, you're questioning my logic here, but really. Yeah. Um, uh, I also wanted to point out the Easter egg in this scene. The wall behind them has a Joker mural on it. Um, I didn't recognize one on one wall, but the other is the um, Joker reveal from Killing Joke. Nice. So technically, I got to credit Brian Boland because he sort of did some of the art in this comic. It's it's yeah, you can slightly see it. You can see it a bit better in against that wall there. Yes, you can. I saw it in the background. My second read, I was like, oh shit, look at that. It's fun. Um, yeah, back in Noah's basement, Bruce makes the discovery. Even of, this year too. Yeah, that's. I don't know who that one is. I oh, obviously want to credit it, and I'm looking at it. It's definitely something from like the maybe mid to late seventies, early eighties. It's a mean-looking Joker. It's definitely in the fallout from the post-60s oh. Batman era. Oh, I, there's no way I would be able to guess it. If he can't pick it, I'm not about to. Um, yeah, Bruce makes the discovery back in the basement of how vast and detailed the magistrate's surveillance system goes. Every home, every phone, every trombone. I'm trying to do the knowledge hub thing where he does the rhyme that doesn't always make sense. Because I watch too much of his videos. Um, this is an evil invasion of privacy. This is Nolan's Batman level of bastard activity. This is wrong and it must be stopped. I like the comic book Batman. Doesn't like what is definitely the Nolan Batman thing at the end of Dark Knight. Um, but 
Luckily, they all work on a big hive mind. Bruce can find the time of Carl Bennington's death and roughly around the time peacekeepers broke in and out of his house shortly after. Uh, Isn't that interesting? That's a problem. Well, going over all that, uh, Noah's daughter comes back by to drop more water off and complain about the beeping on the roof because now they've got like a... um, Satellite deterrent, which just beeps on this, on the roof of the house. That's kind of annoying. Yep. Uh, Bruce tails her because she sort of hints that she might be working under the magistrate in those companies. Um, yeah. And which I find weird that he's letting her... Like, I know it's his daughter, but... Maybe the bullshit she's dealing with is what's scaring the shit out of her dad. <laughs> it might go the other Perhaps. way, Kyle. Maybe, maybe that's, that's the case. That's a nice, simple suit, though. Like, they're just like the... Yeah, I like that he's building that... He's building his, like, special goggles out of the drone cameras and yeah. shit. Like, I like the little details of that. Um, yeah, he Bruce tails Hannah. Hannah is tailed by drones. Meaning they've been following her to Noah's house every fucking visit. Where Batman is doing Batman shit. Oh, no. They are all being watched. Um, I like Bruce running down into the basement to smash the drone he was messing with. He's, he's looking really disheveled and really, like, stressed as fuck in that, pit, in that panel. I also like the one of him standing out the front with the goggles on and it, and it has, like, the millions of little dots popping up oh, of, like, drone no. spotted. And they're all just floating over the top of the Noah house. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him just smashing it with a bat. Isn't that fun? Batman. Look at that. Um, obviously, I can skip over the grifter stuff and continue with the Batman bits. Um, Hannah, daughter, she's in a meeting with at Magistrate HQ, sorry. They're discussing how the surveillance isn't quite 100% yet. It's getting there. Um, during this talk, Peacekeeper number one takes off his mask. Spoiler alert, he is a man named Sean Mahoney. It isn't said in this issue. So when I see a grizzled asshole man with red hair, I automatically assume it's Colonel Jake Kane, Batwoman's father. The one who I was recently tired of saving Gotham yeah. with tyranny. Mm. I was like, oh, this fucker again? Really? Come on. It's it, like, immediately drained me. But it's not him. It's just another redhead because comics are full of redheads. Full of them. I, I have nothing for usually it's, it's usually it's the Usually it's the female, though. I know, but, yeah, you got... You got yeah, but Commissioner Gordon was redheaded when he wasn't grey-haired. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, but yeah, you've got you've got Gordon, you've got Batwoman, you've got Batgirl, you've got Mary Jane, Jean Grey. Oh, I'm running out of steam. Kyle, you got any? Guy Gardner. <laughs> he had a ball cut. It looked like a pumpkin. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Yep. Yeah, so I'm glad it's not him, obviously. Um, Did you say Ivy? Fuck no. Ivy. Hers is red. It's not red. It's different. It's different. You know what I mean. It's fire truck red, not orange. Is it red? Red? I, it's not. No, it's more orange than red. Red. It depends on the artist. <laughs> I'm just sitting here that. looking desperately <laughs> at the statue, and I'm like, well, "You're an art teacher. What do you think?" Wally West was a redhead too. Oh, you're you. asking the wrong colorist in this family. I studied it for an entire year, and I think it made me dumber. <laughs> Color. Hmm. Yeah, Toby's actually done more color theory than I have. <laughs> I win. 
Um, However, it leads to some very interesting arguments. About what sound that colors is a are. purple red, not a blue red. But it's a red blue, not a purple red. Don't we, even, bro. We, we really confuse people when we go to buy suits. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so Hannah is called back to the house because Noah's like complaining that Jeff's on the dang roof. Uh, when she gets there, she's tranquil. Tranquilized and taken by Bruce to a little safe house. Uh, so's Noah. Um, Bruce Wayne's in there. He explains uh, the magistrate is after him and needs information about the surveillance that he works with. She has it. Yeah, she literally has it. She's a programmer there and has also got a lot of problems with the whole spying and recording everything that happens in the city stuff. Well, that's helpful. Yep. So she's been looking to compile evidence and report to someone once she had enough stuff. Now's a good time. So... Uh, Batman takes the chip or USB or whatever the fuck it is uh, goes and goes to work with it. Meanwhile, back in Noah's house, the drones move in to capture Jeff and the others because they've been doing suspicious Batman shit. Um, do, do you remember Bruce being on the roof earlier? Yes. The entire building is rigged to explode when the drones get in there and they do and it goes... So what are you doing with the tape? Nice. He's fucking around putting explosives everywhere in the house. On Jeff's house. Jeff... No, no, Jeff is oh, no, Bruce. Noah's house. Noah's the other guy. On Noah's house. Not only is he paranoid, but now his house exploded. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> exactly. Surely you put it on mute. I mean, no, yeah, but the house is already beeping as a satellite deterrent in case of aliens. Thus, you couldn't hear it. Fucking Noah, man. Beeped. I hope he stays. I want him in a post-future state. Just one angry, paranoid man yelling about Loch Ness Monster and stuff. Um, you relate to that character. Oh, the hell, hell's here, man. I love it how we're in a super high-tech world and they still got and USBs. Yeah, it's yeah, it's USB. It's, it's definitely the USB plug. Um, Batman gets set up and goes into Magistrate HQ, um, kicking things off by blowing up their server room like he's in fucking Watch Dogs or something. It's great. Yeah. Uh, while escaping, though, he sees Hannah on the, on the camera system. She's ran in there to... Um, Make sure that all the stuff gets leaked. Because she doesn't know what Batman's doing. She's Intelligent, like, but stupid. Yeah, well, fuck it. If things are if things are going off, she's going to quickly like funnel it all out as quick as possible. Um, yep, the building has been evacuated of everyone, aside from her still doing her thing, and Batman at this point. The peacekeepers know it's the same explosive as the Noah house, so number one marches in to kick Bat ass. Um, it's pretty cool, too, to look at the fight. I'm very upset that you didn't go with that, but... I wrote badass. One word. Um, yeah, it's a cool fight to look at. It has the this ends now bullshit and I'm going to save the city. Like, you've probably seen it a bunch if you've been reading comics for a while. It is very cookie cutter, but it is very pretty. Again, the colors. Yes. Yeah, look how wild that look. shit is, man. It's excellent. Um... And the panel work too. Like, look at the panel work. It's like broken into the glass. It's, yeah, it's too. broken into the shrapnel of like the explosions and stuff. It's very nice. Very pretty stuff. I'm very happy with it. Um, yeah, Batman keeps fighting, um, getting number one to do his villain monologue for a few minutes. Long enough for Hannah to get out, swallow a USB, by the way, um, and for the rest of the bombs to detonate. The HQ is destroyed in a big pink, beautiful sky explosion. Um, and we don't get to see Batman get out either. Nice. So any continuation of a future state leaves the Batman identity to be a very big mystery. Bruce Wayne's Adventure continues a new next month in Detective Comics. A new being back in present day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. As we slowly build up the Peacekeeper number one guy. 
But yeah, I like that in the next Batman, which is just getting a little bit of a continuation, you got Future State Gotham also. Well, the rumor of Batman lives in the Red Hood stuff might be Bruce. We don't know if it's the original Batman or they're just talking about Tim. And the other thing with this so is... So delightfully vague. You can do whatever you want with they it. They don't necessarily have to pick up this story as its own story. They can do whatever the fuck they want. If it goes well enough, mm. they've got five years of planning. I like it because it's free. Like... Do you remember how people were having dramas writing their stories because crossover events took precedent? Yeah. Or, like, they couldn't use Harley Quinn properly because she's currently, like, in wherever the fuck doing Suicide Squad stuff. Like, to keep everything in a contrite and perfect universe is a pain in everyone's ass. And it also might affect, like, the readership. Like, if you are limiting your stories, you are limiting your stories. But what was that one that it was like four issues and it took six months to come out? Yeah, so Batgirl had a wanted story arc where she was thought to have killed her evil brother from the Black Mirror mm-hmm. story arc, which is like my first book, so I was into it. Um, yeah, so they think she kills Gordon James Gordon Jr. Um, so now Commissioner Gordon, knowing his child is a psycho and probably deserved it because ugh, let's, let's go into that another time. Um He's, invested, he's chasing after Batgirl for the murder of his son, not realizing it's his daughter. And it's a great, tense fucking book. It's awesome. And she goes to, like, reveal herself to him, and it's all this wild stuff. The problem with it is there's events taking place at the same time that don't give a fuck about your Batgirl stories. So it has to stop for an issue to do, like, Villains Month or something. Or it has to stop for a month to do that Gothtopia story arc. And, it, yeah, like I said, it lost so much momentum because you were waiting, like, two months and a shitty crossover to get to. it was like a heavy suspense story. That's what it required in order to be a good story. And you also had to be patient for a month because a completely unrelated thing was happening. And there was no suspense by the end of it. Oh, yeah, it got stalled out because the Birds of Prey were doing something one month. Like, it got got stood on so hard. But but what I'm saying is the future state can distance itself from literally fucking everything and do whatever it wants. And I think you get better stories that way. But, and that's the thing. If you want continuity to matter, go for it, but let it run. Let it do its thing. And you're better off that way. All right, let's finish this Um, up. Any final thoughts on the Batman stuff before we finish up the Red Hood stuff? No, I'm interested to see how they go with this. It's just like a fresh take because, like, what are they up to? They're up to, like, 1,034 of their detective. Yes, and everything counts if you're Grant Morrison, but a lot of people like to forget the part where Batman was just shooting people with a gun for the first year. Good old 1939, baby. Well, look, they didn't know that he didn't like guns. He yet. tossed the fucker but up when, by the neck and flew him in the bat wing. With just that, dangling. With that, those, those, those detective ones, they're good for like fans that have been there for a while, but this kind of stuff's really good to just get people in. Yeah, the things like, I used to like about detective are the mystery, because even if you're like, oh, it's a riddle, it's probably the Riddler, mm. you, you, it's a mystery to figure out what he's doing, why he's doing it, and what he has to gain from it. Like, it's always a fun mystery, whereas Batman's... The Batman title is, I'm going to beat the shit out of Killer Croc and it's going to be awesome. Like, there's a very different vibe. And I also liked the detective used to test waters for characters. Yeah. So you'd have a lot of first appearances and unique takes yeah, on good, characters. That, that's a good mate like to have like through, but like you need these entry points every now and again. Mm. But well, he, and that's what I think they found. Like Batman Year One took place in continuity. Like those are issues like 740 something, but they're, they're an origin story for people. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. It is good to have those little. They need the entry points. Like it needs to be treated like something like a season, just like something that gets you. Well, that's, that's that's what Sean at Max Thomas and Collectibles said. And I fucking, Sydney Street Mackay. Yeah, I cannot argue with his theory of doing it seasonal. Yeah. Like you just have a team, just sit on a book for a year, do all the wonderful things they want to do, any way they want to do it. And then as a paperback straight after. That. Yeah, and if and if people don't like it, don't stress, man. Read Green Lantern and come back in a year when there's another crew doing a different thing. Okay. That way you aren't dragged down by any content. You can do whatever you like with it. It's and there's consistency with the artist too. The artist and like the writers they have that consistency. Yeah, it's, it's got like a weird consistency, but also like it can take whatever liberties it wants. If you just let People do their thing, and if you don't like it, try a different book and see what you think of that. You might find a better character out of that lifestyle, you know? Because when was the last branch we had out from this, out from the detective? I mean, Future State is the most recent one. What but was we've one had before, the Joker War was a big event book, but I wouldn't call it an art. That's the thing. A lot of them aren't good jumping on points. Yeah. A lot of them expect you to commit to a million other titles to even read the event. But so did this. Yeah, but, this, no, but, this, like but this, this is was, more contained. Like, you didn't have to read you, you a Nightwing issue to, to read the Batgirl issue yeah. to deal with, like, whatever the fuck Anderson's Catwoman was doing. Because, what the it, fuck? because all it does is it expects you to know who Bruce Wayne is. That's it. Yeah. And, like, from now, if you don't know who Bruce Wayne is, like, everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is. But that's, like, just the entry point. And then from there, it just builds the world for you. Yeah, it, it builds good, and you don't need a lot of commitment to walk into it. No. That's why I'm going to be interested when they all put them together without all these extra... I don't know if they could put all the extra stuff in. If they put it all together in the back of the paperback. Oh, they would put it together because they've got it. The mm. Grifter episodes and stuff like that. It'd be good contained like the back. But a nice like, big, like like how they did the Zuri omnibus would be nice. Because that'd be... It'd that'd, be a lot bigger though. It's the only issue. Like, that'd be nice. And like, even as this is like a like just a season, like it gets oh, people be, in. Like, mm. like, this is your starter set. Just like how like with everything else. Just yeah. Who did last Halloween at? But yeah. yeah, last Halloween would have been a really good entire season of a bank and yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool way of doing it. I reckon it, it, it may it may turn to that. Like I wonder, like how are comic book sales going with the world at the moment? Not that good. I mean, that, that said, a lot of it comes and goes in waves. It's always been waves. Like you can you can watch it happen. Golden age, huge peak. Then the war ends, and no one needs propaganda to say that America's great and they have to wear a big shield about it. So it drips down and becomes nothing. And then, like, we're going to go to the fucking moon soon. Sci-fi is really fucking exciting. So you got the Silver Age peak in which all the Marvel stuff shows up. You know, like, radioactive spiders, gamma radiations, uh, cosmic particles? I don't remember what the fuck Fantastic Four was doing. Gamma? Gamma or something. Gamma radiations, Hulk. So so I don't know. Look, it's all vague science bullshit, but it was sci-fi in that age when it was good. So you got the Silver Age. And then it starts to die out again because... Like, the Cold War made everyone really bored and sad. And, you know, the whole, um... No, sorry, I think... I think Cold War paranoia was part of the Bronze Age, because there was a lot of, like, um... That's where a lot of the dark, gritty stuff starts to happen. brings in the comics, um, Code of Authorities. Yeah, and that 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 fucking kills a lot of stuff, too. And then things slowly start to... 90s starts to pick up again. Yeah, and then you got your, like, your weird Bronze Age, and now we're in, like, a weird... Digital age where it's like the sales aren't great, but we can say comicsology is working well, and no one can tell us we're wrong. Uh, we've also got a lot of movies, but the problem is not a lot of people read the books about the movies that they claim to love. Mm. But we might see another, as stupid as this sounds, we might see another like wave after this current dull. 
because like a lot of children are coming into stores to read the Fortnite Batman crossover of all things. They have a Fortnite. Yep. And yes, it's they do. Selling hotcakes and a Justice League Ruby crossover, but yeah, it's doing really well. But a lot of the little dudes reading it that like Fortnite and don't really know. Is it Batman Adventures? It's it's just no, a Batman. Like, Batman and Fortnite. Monster. So just straight Batman. I because, thought it was like the so, Adventures one. Because, because I think Fortnite, Harley Quinn and Catwoman are there, but it's, it's fake. Fortnite's doing Fortnite, Fortnite stuff. was bringing in, like, that's their big thing at the moment. They bring in all of these Crossing. costumes. Mm. So they were all like, seasons that they do. well, seeing as, like, you've got Batman in Fortnite, could we put Fortnite in Batman? And so literally the few comic guys that we've spoken to, they're like, I bought books, like, thinking it was going to be a joke. Every second customer that walks in is, like, a six-year-old that wants the book. And that might kick off other people's curiosities. They're starting... They're there for Fortnite, but they might stay for Batman. They might get curious and read other things. Mm. And you might see a weird fucking spike come out of this. We don't know. And that's the thing. Like, more and more just average bookshops now are getting trades in and getting, like... Trouble is, a lot of it's getting overtaken by manga, which is on a huge fucking... Like, which has always at the been moment. has always been the case. The nineties were huge. It dropped off in the early two thousands. It's picking up again now. Again, it comes and goes in waves, depending on how good the that's, Dragon that's Ball season what, is that year. Yeah. That's what pop, <laughs> pop culture is, though. It's it's always it's been title, that bro. Way. Batman um, sixty six. No one was reading the comics, but that show was gangbusters, and it started people reading again, and then. It got dull and boring and old and everyone got sick of it. And then there was a weird resurgence of kids growing up with that version of Batman and wanted to see, like, that original, what they thought was a hardcore Batman again. So in this, like, in the set, like, around 75, they're like, let's have a dark, badass Batman again as a retaliation for the 60s one that was really odd and colourful and dull. Mm. So, yeah, it's very tidal. Sorry. Even Disney's the same way. All pop culture is literally... It just ebbs and flows. No, nah, man, nah, man, Disney's generational. They're like, oh, everyone who watched 101 Dalmatians is old enough to take their kids to Coella. Generations. Yeah, but even uh, they did that with Monsters. That is not the case. They did it for Monsters University. Oh, yeah, I can't argue about that. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> also, 101 Dalmatians came out in the 60s. We're talking about the live-action 101 starring Glenn Close. Fuck you, What else did they me. do? They did it with and the that one right? is a generational retaliation from the animated one. But Probably. You, but you got to think, they got to have some self-control to, like, wait 15 years to bring out another, like, a sequel. Like, they did it for... They did it for... Could like, you imagine just sitting on a plot idea for fucking, like, 18 years? It would years. not surprise me if they, if they did that. For Monsters in University, they did that. Oh, that'd be crippling. For, like, I'm really good all in. of the car series. Imagine if I wrote notes for a podcast and then I just was like, yeah, well, we'll come back to that topic that I've already finished. Uh, and then, like, a year me. later. We've done that. I know, but I hate doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have the notes somewhere for Men in Black, which was... is never coming out. I know. Which one? Was that the new one? No, uh, the, the original one. movie, but I let Trey and Meg get really drunk when we watched it. <laughs> By the time we got to recording, it's just a... Whew. All right, so we're going we're to finish I mean, off some Red Hood we, stuff. We stopped talking to each other for about two We had a big days. argument about how often you can bleep out the C word on a recording. So Red Hood, huh? <laughs> Ta- Speaking of Tangent from Drunk White Collar to his favourite character. Sometimes drinking. Um, Red Hood. So, like I said, he was the next target in the anti-mask setup, anti-mask equation. Um, 
Ravager plays with the idea of the money his head is worth, and he takes another Batman note, which I, I like the ongoing, he's constantly doing little Batman-y things. He disappears when she's not looking. Batman style. Nice. Yeah. Um, so he's out of there on his Redbird variant, which is the bike Robin used to have. Um, he's on the run from the Peacekeepers and loses his mask. Um, when he escapes, he finds himself on a roof. And it's a really nice moment if you were reading the book. Because um, during Ravage's rant about him in the bar earlier, he's, she's like, they specifically say he stays on the street because the Bat family are on the rooftops and he doesn't belong anymore. Yeah. So when he's escaping, there's a moment where he's sitting in the, like, the city, what's it called? The city skyline? Skyline. And he's like, I missed the view up here. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that moment. Um, But, yeah, it's good writing. He then, hoping Ravager will be able to track him down, he puts on the classic stupid ugly hood. Nice. It looks ridiculous. I hate it. But it brainwashes him and takes him back to the sender. See? That's why he's hoping Ravager will catch him and save him once he gets to the current villain of the book. Mm. Which is smart, but a risky. Particularly considering she cut the last student half. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she should recognize his big glowy emblem. Well, I hope. we say that. Yeah. But. So um, guess who killed Mad Hatter and stole his technology to do mask work without being actually in the mask? Another weird over-sexualized New 52 character. The White Rabbit. Well, I mean... The Playboy Bunny-looking one. Um, I've seen a cosplay of that once. Do you remember her well? No, don't worry about it. She wasn't around much. But um, Ravager does show up, and the rabbit sets Red Hood against her. I like that scene as well. There's good dialogue in this. When it's like... He's like, he wouldn't hurt me. He's a friend. And it's like, well, the brain control thing is going to take a lot of, like... any. It's going to rework any tension and rage this character feels out on its target she's just like jason todd the one who died because batman was negligent and the joker and, oh no <laughs> that is a rep- that is a, rep- a that is a repressed motherfucker and but then she's like but she's she's still being confident she's like yeah but who do you think taught red hood his best moves and why rabbits like batman she's like oh because ravager thinks she's done a pretty good job and spars with him and stuff but she's like no batman's better she's like oh <laughs> Um, yeah, they have they have a little bit of a, a brawl there. She manages to crack the hood's uh, hood, so he's sort of snapped out of his brainwash stuff. Uh, the peacekeepers are nearly there to break up everything, so everyone pretty much just fucking busts out. Everyone just get out. Let's go to separate ways. Uh, Red Hood's bounty is switched off, and everything is fine, but mysterious. Um, I enjoyed the hood bits of this uh, episode, I guess, and I'm glad it's being continued in Future State Gotham issue one. But I do not have enough time to go over that right now. So with that, we can get into homework. Do it. My only other final thoughts, you know, including the backstory stuff, is I love the world building in this future state Gotham. Like all like the stuff that world. all the stuff that Grifter like inherently explains about the timeline and Red Hood dealing with what feels like that timeline, but just. Yeah, they picked good back well, issues to yeah, explain. They fill in the that universe story. really nicely. But also, this world, like, I feel like they could do so much with it. Like, just like how society has changed. How do people mm. view heroes? Like, how do. And is there a magistrate in other cities? Or is this just a Gotham problem? How, how has crime changed? Is there what new laws, like, with crypto, just with everything? Like, just. Like, there's so much that. There's so can, much you can play with, and it's exciting. Like, they could do. Yeah, they. It, 
They, they've got a lot of potential with this. It, yeah, I'm like, looking forward to reading Future State Gotham to see what they do with it. Because you can do so much with it. I'd be interested to see like how society has changed, like the, like the values, like also like how people treat each other mm. and just like it'd be just interesting and, and it's also parents. nice but even like if how he like if he travels too if he just like travels well like well yeah we're in gotham but like what does metropolis look like yeah. what does do we have a coast city in this timeline or is it still blown up from that yeah we're like has it stuff? has it turned to like ghettos like what yeah, is we like and, and it's fun because you get to see i mean i don't know about all the other books but really well portrayed versions of our characters in these new exciting places it's fun. So it's a fun way to do it. Can't it's like think a, of any like other examples of gritty twenty ninety nine. Like, a, like mm. just more. I don't know. Yeah, more fleshed out. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a fun little way of doing things, and it gives you a break from the crippling continuity, which is getting more and more like X Men every passing day. Which is why I don't read X Men books. I was like, oh, what, that what a commitment. There's that many, and they all matter. Every fucking one of them since like the eighties. Yeah. Goddamn. Um, my homework question uh, is about the Red Hood section of this. Who would you like to see him bounty hunt? Who do you want to see him try to bring in? I'd like to see him, like, Penguin. Yeah? I reckon... I want to know what Penguin looks like in this, if he is around. What I can't, he yeah, like? I can't not love Penguin. Like, I would Sorry, like to I see him, like... I would that. like to see him as, like, this old... He's had his time... But I don't know. That's usually the one I like where he's like, I fought Batman a couple of times. I ain't doing that shit again. I'm no, just going to sell guns quietly. And if he yells at me, I'll just tell him what he wants to know, know and let him leave. I'm just really interested to see like what Penguin looks like in this. Because I assume Joker is dead. The Joker's always fucking dead, man. Like, I'm assuming, <laughs> so like something with that I'm guy. assuming he's dead, but I would like to see like how the, the, the Penguin I'd love is. to see a lot of the other quote-unquote A-grade villains again. Man. But also like the influence. Like <laughs> You guys aren't even picking heroes. This is an anti-mask. What but I can't argue with Penguin because I do want to see him again. I'm sick of Joker being every event. Joker War. I mean, the one before be a fun that, one. Death of the Family. Black Cat. From Marvel. <laughs> no, not Black Cat. Um. Catwoman. No, the dude. I just said Black Canary. That's why I went to Black Cat. Um. What's his name? Catman. The dude who yellow and orange. That's the ring of two no. men's dog, Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> the dog action. He's, he's the boxer. A wildcat. Wildcat. That'd be cool. Like a new age. Red I, Hood I went versus like canary classic, and then I went cat. <laughs> classic just dude in a onesie punching the fuck out of people wildcat. That's all That's all he did. He was a boxer and he just wears a, a cat outfit. <laughs> that's all he does. And he's delightful for yeah, it. Yeah, but you train canary. Yeah, he's also one of... Moves. He's a trainer. Him and canary are one of those like legacy characters that are just there to train and justify every other character's ability to fight. You know, they're the Mr. Miyagi's of the DC. And we and that's what I like. I like a wax on, wax off. Um, I want to see Nightwing. <laughs> the two, like, legacy Robins, like, really going at it would be a fun, like, competitive issue. Taking mm. over the show. Yeah, I'm just interested to see, like, what they're going to do. Like, if they keep this going... What other villains up to? Like, what I fun want stuff can you do? Because we're what getting, like, we, we got Red X out of this event all, too. Like the guy from Teen Titans is now canon. But also, like fun. all the villains, not just having them villains, like having them as like this doesn't need to just follow the continuity of everything. Like, mm. and you can have them recover and do good things. You don't know what happened in those five years. Remember when Riddler was a detective for a bit? What if we like just do that? Who yeah, cares? Like, like I'm thinking, it's five like, years. What if like Penguins is like his grandfather now and he's like at a zoo? <laughs> 
Works at a zoo. Oh god, he just owns penguins now. He just he's like, I didn't like the penguin rental service. Ditching the Batman hijinks to just selling arms was fun for a bit, but now I just want to like hang out and have a penguin reserve in, in a fucking city. I just think that there's like so much potential with it, mm. but it's all about how they deliver it to the audience and have it as entry points. They need to have it as multiple entry points that they can get in, like seasons. Yeah. Like having like if they're all as good as Dark Detective treated its stuff, because be it's, it's really hard for like is. like as someone coming new and it's really hard to like find storylines and like finding where do you fit mm. in. That's it. like I was talking in the comic store about it recently, like about guys like you that are trying to branch in, and every recommended book is at least like thirty years old at this point, except for of course Mister Miracle. My God, Mister Miracle! Yeah. But everything else is Look like bombshells go. Batman Year One is like a book from 76. Kingdom Come is fucking old as shit. Like, every really good DC book is kind of on the ancient side. And then if they treat, all the other ones yeah. expect you to know shit already. They've just got to treat this property like they've got to treat it correctly. Mm. But they've got to treat it as, like, looking into the future. Like, what can they do? Do you think that's part of the issue, like, people who really like the movies have? I think that you been... can't just show up and read an issue out of the blue. Huh. And the issues that you can do that to are the ones that are based on the thing you just watched. Yeah, you already seen it. Like the Shazam one. Like all of the Canary ones. The Canary ones, like the, not Canary, but like Birds of Prey mm. comics that went with that movie were the most confusing crap because it was... And the Harley Quinn stuff required front. you have read three years but, of Harley Quinn to get to Yeah, it. that was stupid advertisement. But, but that was the thing. It would have the movie on the front, but it would be a collection of books. Of good issues. It was it With wasn't, no context. You, you couldn't read a storyline. Mm. Like, that's the best thing about, like, the four Harleys, like Prelude, Knock Knock, all... Metropolis or Bust, and Vengeance Unlimited. Yeah. Those books... <laughs> Look at me go. You could sit there, you could read them, and that was it. Mm. You can't do that with a lot of stuff. No, especially Birds of Prey, because they expect you to have known who Huntress is. Black Canary. Like, they're good at making Sometimes stories. Sometimes Power and they, Girl was there. They're good with this, but I, the marketing towards it is... Mm. They make it, it hard for you to show up. Because, like, even like this, like the, if they market it correctly, then I reckon they, they could, like... But that's the thing. You can either have a good book or you can have good marketing. You can't have both. For some reason, that's just an ongoing problem. Welcome to DC, where we're not quite sure what we're doing. And we're releasing an album for death metal. They're releasing... I mean, it is death metal. It sure is, buddy. It sure is. And, and on that, that note, <laughs> we both set that up. Um, thank you to Mr. Bobo for joining us one more time. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Bruce Guy. I'm here. And I will be next week, too. Uh-huh. And I've been your host, Toby DePaula. Um, be scared of the future. <laughs> Class dismissed. I am scared of the future. I've seen who's taking over. You bet your ass. Boop.